0: Radioinfluence.com
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with
2: Frankie Val, Frankie Val on the drums, and...
1: Beans, how do you play the drums when you're missing an arm?
2: What are you talking about? Have you ever listened to Def Leppard?
1: <laughs> Why, he only has one arm?
2: Yep, bar wow. accident. Wow! Learned to play the drums. Uh, he has a special, special pedal for his left foot to play the uh, the snare as well.
1: Hmm, that's something. Wow!
2: You didn't know? I can't believe you didn't know that. You you never ever heard that old joke? What has nine arms and sucks? No. Def Leppard. But, it, but that's the old joke. I love Def Leppard. I, I I love them a lot. So
1: okay, especially
2: in the summertime. Blast that in the backyard. When you're working out, you feel gay as hell.
1: <laughs> well, you'd be in good company lately. Everyone seems yeah, gay. Yeah, everybody's
2: gay. So <laughs> keep going.
1: We published a column yesterday at Uncover DC Frank by uh, Sonia hightower um, who came to us via friend of the show, Kyle Serafin, member of the Suspendables. Um, and this article is something. I knew this was happening to some extent, but I didn't understand the real seriousness of it until after I got these documents and read through everything. Are you a domestic terrorist? The TSA might say yes. So listen to this story. And Kyle has a podcast with this woman um, who's an amazing person, by the way, and I have it in the article. But early last year, a husband, a a wife and and mother of two children books a plane ticket to New York for a funeral, okay? Her husband is a 20-year air marshal, service veteran, goes to work a couple days before his wife goes up to New York and notices that his wife's name was there sitting up on his computer system as a flag. And underneath it, it read domestic terrorist. And he was like, he goes to the supervisors, asks them how this could have happened. And their response is, you can't tell her and you have to let it work itself out. And he's like, well, what the hell does that mean? And they say, you can't tell her about it and it needs to work itself out. So then he realized since she's a domestic terrorist, that meant wherever she, quote, not really, wherever she goes, she has teams of highly trained air marshals following her and her kids on the in the airport on the plane documenting what they wore, what she said, trying to eavesdrop on their conversations.
2: But they can't get onto the plane.
1: No, they can. They can. There are air oh. marshals on every flight. They're just plain clothes. You don't know who they are.
2: Every flight they still do that?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Especially given the criteria we're going we're going to talk about here. Um he was the one who had to assign the teams to his wife to follow her. Up to New York on the plane. Now, so what?
2: What did it? she? Did she go to a PTA meeting, or did she go to January sixth?
1: She didn't go to January sixth. This is what ended up happening. They came up with the directive that basically anyone who flew into D.C. from a few days prior to January sixth to a few days after January sixth was put on this list. Everyone. E- everyone.
2: Everyone, even if it was for business.
1: Yes. Everyone. Yeah. Okay, and wow. and the other thing to think about here and ponder is: let's say he's got a top secret security clearance as her husband, right? She is declared a domestic terrorist by the CSA. I mean the TSA. What does that mean for him if he's married to a domestic terrorist and he has a top like,
2: secret? It's like it's like true lies.
1: It's like literally the definition of an insider threat. In, in their insider threat training, which they coupled with whistleblower training, they literally tell you these things are an insider threat, but he maintains his clearance because he ends up contacting the FBI. It gets escalated. This is a very short, probably 800-word piece that includes all the documentation that you'd ever want to see. Um, and the FBI never had an open investigation into her. The TSA just willy-nilly designated this woman a domestic terrorist because she flew into D.C. In some, at some time surrounding January 6th. She wasn't anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th. She can prove it with Uber receipts and, and hotel receipts and all kinds of other stuff. But they put her on the damn domestic terrorist list. Which means when you go to the airport now, you've got a different boarding pass. You have um, three screenings. It takes you an extra like four hours to get through TSA. Which is a joke to begin with, by the way.
2: Yeah, TSA has never, never done anything. Never done anything useful. They fail all their, all their tests. They steal more than, than they protect people. They are uh, invasive. They have never prevented terrorism ever, and uh, and we can live just fine without it. But we are only in a growth phase before the bubble pops. So
1: and. When the TSA first happened, I can attest, because I was active during this time, my business manager at Uncover DC, Gigi, was on Fox News protesting the TSA. To this day, Gigi refuses to go through those backscatter machines and request the pat-down. Now, I did go through one of those the other day, and it picked up something over here on my breast. And I needed to get, like, literally molested by the... TSA agent to make sure that I didn't have anything hiding under my shirt which of course and then they swabbed my hands to make sure I wasn't dealing in explosives I guess meanwhile they're very very thorough yeah except when actual things get on the plane like real things that they should actually really be worried about so domestic terrorism has now replaced the box cutters It's, it's really something but I really 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 do implore everybody to please read this column, which I will put in the show notes. Read the documents embedded in the column. It's insane. And on Monday, we didn't get to talk about uh, Jen Moore at all, Frank.
2: Okay, who's that?
1: Jen Moore is the Director of Human Resources, um, et cetera, et cetera, at the FBI, who doles out the security clearances and also is involved in training. And we released a bunch of her emails that were Inappropriate, I would say, which then got taken down by Scribd because the FBI complained, and then Peter Struck did a thread about us, and me. Um, but anyway, she was she was up for questioning before the weaponization committee on Monday, apparently, and on Monday I just so happened to do a thread of all the questions that the suspendables had for her because they called this all hands on deck, all employee town hall for the FBI. They called this, um, you know, town hall for all employees. And these guys are still held captive, basically, as employees of the FBI, even though they are suspended, don't have their badges and guns and can't work there. Mm -hmm. And they had a whole bunch of questions like, you know, did you say that people who couldn't, um, who didn't follow the, vaccine mandate because they had a sincerely held religious belief or a medical exemption, had a psychological uh, issue and like basically will not comply. Um, I don't know. What is it called? Discipline sort of issue or they wouldn't comply with the order. So they had some kind of psych issue that would make them unable in- to do their jobs. Like it was it was it was troubling The list of questions that they had and then um she refused to answer any questions at the hearing at all literally zero wouldn't answer one question citing ongoing investigations and then they said okay well then we're gonna subpoena you for all these things because she's in charge of security clearances training and human resources with not a drop of human resources experience by the way at all but that's that I have a thread on that because it was enlightening to read these 20 something questions. These guys had obviously between Monday and Wednesday, Tucker Carlson was let go from Fox news.
2: Yeah, there was that. And then the footnote, uh, uh the footnote of Don Lemon, who nobody cares about. Don he, will Le- drift, he will drift into obscurity.
1: Don Lemon, who, who Tucker Carlson famously nicknamed Don Lemon. Um, and I'm not, I I like, you know, a lot of people had their take about Tucker, and a lot of people were sharing their stories about him on on online and what, what he's done that they might they might not have ever said before. And I'm like, it's it almost seems like people are eulogizing him with all these stories. He's gonna be or forced to be reckoned with no matter where he is. However, Mises has a good um article here of some of the reasons why it is, because a lot of people are like, oh, it's Dominion and the dominion lawsuit and i don't necessarily think that's the case
2: i saw reports where people saying dominion i saw religious uh connotation of course you know if you i i i i did the wrong thing and i peeked in on drudge because drudge is uh man when you haven't been on there in weeks you realize just there's nothing left of what the only thing left of what drudge was is just the format and how they how they format the page because it's all it it's just it's i don't know i don't even know what to say but um it's all about the, the woman that took down tucker oh yeah. um and then and then you know all they do is they bold face all of the, the the rumors about sexual impropriety so of course it's just that so depending on where you're, where you're, where you're looking at, and for for the lunatics in New York, did you see all the the VJ Day celebrations? No. Well, yeah, like it's VJ Day, in uh, VJ in Day? in the 1940s. What's VJ so, Day? So victory over Japan.
1: Oh, 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 okay.
2: Yeah, so it, there was people in the streets celebrating the ouster of a newsman from a a place. And I'm thinking to myself, especially like with uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez talking about how how deplatforming is good and it works, and uh, this this firing couldn't have happened to a better guy, and blah blah blah. I'm saying to myself, wow. So you must th-, well, suddenly they're all fans of Rupert Murdoch, like this one this one person. Thank thank you, Fox, for becoming so much more like us. Like the you, like they had. Th- there's no concept, no concept, and for anybody to be. I don't know. I, it's one thing that you can see Don Lemon losing his job, Brian Stelter losing his job. They're not good at what they do. They're embarrassing themselves. Tucker angers people. That that is a that is a good thing. That's a, it's a completely different kind of effectiveness. And um, I I just think that's I think that the the undulating is is really interesting and i in no way shape or form is he, is he worthy of a eul- eulogy he's going to uh, i mean just being purely access on the internet live and otherwise especially with twitter being uh, at least somewhat looser of a culture than it was 3 years ago he's going to outpace all of the the eyes he had on him on uh, on fox so that was never a thing this is all just this is all just you know so- to be expected drama
1: so I've got a bunch of stuff on this, that a lot of questions in the in the chat and and you know, I I everybody's got their sources tell me. And I'm like, "Oh Jesus, give it a rest. Like you're just trying to look cool on on socials." But let's talk first real quick about that lawsuit, the woman who took down Tucker Carlson. Her name that you're talking that woman is Abby Grossberg. That's her name. Uh- and she filed a lawsuit on May uh, March twentieth of this year. Okay, and in the lawsuit, the I'm just gonna say this. I've said this a bunch of times before. This lawsuit is seven. The complaint is seventy six pages long. Okay, when you have a good case, you don't need six seventy six pages to tell the judge why.
2: It's a left wing meme.
1: It really is. It's exactly right. The way that this is written. Like, some people file lawsuits literally just to be public relations tools or embarrassing or to be weaponized in some way moving forward. They're not filing them because they earnestly believe that they have a problem or it's such a loose chance that they could ever possibly win. They're like, I'm going to get them in the court of public opinion and slap a lawsuit on just like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Basically. So the way this is written... Like ultimately, in August twenty twenty two, Miss Grossberg could no longer tolerate the toxic atmosphere victimizing women, on the Maria Bartiromo show. And sought a fresh start by accepting a position with Tucker Carlson, the veritable face of Fox News. So
2: she was getting she was getting uh, harassed by Maria Bartiromo. She's working. Sexually. On,
1: she's working on the Maria Bartiromo show. She's alleging that she's facing. She was isolated, overworked, undervalued, denied opportunities, and generally treated significantly worse than her male counterparts, even when those men were less qualified than her. Forget the fact that Maria Bartiromo is a a brilliant journalist who was held up and has her own show. (laughs) This one was marginalized. Consistent with Fox News' long history of tolerating gender harassment and targeting women who report it, Fox News retaliated against Ms. Grossberg after she complained about the unlawful harassment, based on her gender and Jewish religion.
2: (laughs) I was waiting for it. As soon as I heard the last name, I was waiting for it.
1: Yeah, to which she was subjected by Alexander McCaskill and Justin Wells, both producers. Mere hours after she chose to spoke up, a superior named Thomas Fox. She was called into a meeting with HR and presented with a bogus written warning by Monica Meikle. All these women are in on it, by the way. Mm-hmm. The senior vice president of human resources, a woman, is in on this sexual harassment and, uh, you know, whatever... Um anti-Semitic behavior you know they
2: say that but behind every great man there is a uh, a great woman uh supporting him well it seems that behind every accomplished woman is a long string of ridiculous lawsuits
1: <sighs> unbelievable so that just to give you an idea what this lawsuit is like that's what it is and even the slams they make in the description of the defendant's for example, are you ready? Listen to this one. Defendant Justin Wells is a senior executive producer and vice president at Tucker Carlson Digital Products, an entity that, among other things, produces documentaries and other content created by Mr. Carlson. It has been reported that Mr. Wells, as a gay man, only emboldens Carlson further.
2: What does that mean? He get- so there's a, there's collusion between a gay man and Tucker Carlson to... the What?
1: I mean, if anything, the fact that the executive producer of Tucker's show is gay defeats every other point they're trying to make. So then he says he gives he Tucker gives uh, Justin permission to launch the ugly attacks and helps Carson validate for himself and likely for executives at Fox the vitriol he espouses that makes Justin Wells's presence as the powerful gay man behind Tucker Carlson all the more newsworthy and more dangerous. Come on, like it's such it's a joke.
2: The gay puppet master. <laughs> Come on, guys. I cannot stand. I can, This is like, you know, if I didn't want to tune into 90210, you just don't tune in. It's it, 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 and to have for every every story. Isn't it incredible that every story is just woman, sexual harassment, gay man, lesbian visibility, so, blah, blah, Did you, did you lose just, your
1: mind yesterday when you saw that? I think I of might have. I,
2: I, my eyes almost rolled not only into Hold the on. back of my head, but down my neck.
1: I'm going to pull it up because.
2: Oh, it's, it's this. It's It's just so tiring. It's just so tiring. And here we are in late April. Here We're talking is. about lesbian visibility. We're going to play the that. Other, in... <laughs> the otherwise invisible lesbians.
1: I'm going to play that in a second. First, we'll play Grossman, and then we'll get into the Black Rock and then contract theories that are going around about Tucker, and then we'll move on from there. But here is uh, Abby Abby Grossberg. I think her name is here. Tucker, it was different. And as a text that came out revealed my suspicions, um, he was looking for ratings fate, purely. Uh, and was also looking for power. It was a combination of ratings and power and manipulating yeah. the audience. Um, and clearly, she needs to be given a political... promotion
2: immediately. She needs. She. This is a very strong whammon voice, and uh. she needs to be. She needs. She needs to be thrust right into the anchor role.
1: How much of. Um, how much of this was, her doing as the head of. Booking for Tucker. <laughs> anyway. System. There was an aspect of I can pick who the House Speaker is, I can pick who the President of the United States is, or who the Republican candidates No, that I'm, I'm not even gonna play the rest of it. Screw well,
2: you. I, she's saying that there was an there was an air of that kind of that's what she from thought t-
1: from Tucker. That,
2: that Tucker believed he was capable of doing. One man in a landscape that that includes Fox News as a as a whole, pretty much at this point now too, along with MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CNN, CNBC, all those other networks and all of their affiliate print who actually do choose presidents and project presidents where there are where there is only fraud. Yep. She wants to be able to w- cancel all that out. Tucker Carlson thought that he can choose House speakers.
1: Uh, it's it's absurd and and you know there were two tri- twitter files drops last night that are very significant or yesterday that we're going to talk about today because it encapsulates and we have to discuss this whole thing with these with how the how the media what the, everybody out there knows what the media is doing but it's very important that we hammer this down and then we're going to talk about potential bright spots but let's first listen to the <laughs> i know i oh god goodness ready i, I just i uh... So this week is Lesbian Visibility Week, and as the first openly queer person to hold the position of Press Secretary for the President of the United States, I see every day how important visibility and representation are. Today, I'm honored to welcome the cast
0: of The L Word and Generation Q, two Showtime series that chronicle the friendship, the love, the challenges, and the triumphs of strong, funny, and resilient queer women.
1: Queer was a, and it, queer, it does not mean what you think it does. What
2: queer you... means odd, strange, uh, at, at odds with the norm, peculiar. Pe-
1: people who, but... people who are like, have been kind of gay rights people for a very long time, the people who just wanted to be able to marry who they want, whatever, okay, fine, we can have a discussion about it. But, they're like, queer is a derogatory term. We never, we hated when people called us that. It's derogatory to us. And these people have used it like it's something to be, it's, it's weird. You're, listen, I don't give a sh- who you sleep with, lady. I don't care what you do in your bedroom. You don't need a week of visibility to declare who your sexual partner is.
2: And why is it not, is it, why is it not uh, uh, contained to the already captured Occult month of June.
1: Why? Yes, we've got a day. Oh, veterans Day is one day. One day. Why don't they get a month? Why don't they, get veteran- day, they won't even. Why don't we get
2: homeless homeless veterans visibility week? No, 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 no. We had the the fir- first priority is making sure that all the invisible lesbians can can uh, can can finally be seen because you know prior prior to this uh, this last couple of years. Uh, you you could bump into a lesbian and and have not even known it. It's like walking into a spider web somewhere. They could be like Claude Rains from The Invisible Man, Isn't it The amazing? Invisible Lesbian. Yeah, five years ago, there was not one lesbian in this country that did not have to walk around in a trench coat and and medical gauze to be able to be seen. They have to wrap their entire uh, face up like a mummy. They have to put the the gauze around the face and the uh, and the blacked out aviator sunglasses and a and a fedora. That's how they would walk around.
1: <laughs> Can we make them unseen for a week? Is that a is that an option? I mean, they're they're getting rid of Mother's Day. Why can't we get rid of lesbians for a week? Can we opt out of seeing lesbians? Can we opt out of seeing all of this trash? I can't opt out. It's everywhere. The press secretary for goodness sakes at the White House podium in the midst of of the most Terrible things that are going on all over the world is talking about people from Netflix specials, and they're how they're funny and loving, and oh, please just go. go
2: it's somewhere. a superpower, don't you understand? It's a superpower, and it's really making things hard. Um, they they want to they want to go to the extreme, so that if you do have any healthy relationships with people who happen to be gay in your life, um, it, it's 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 pushing us to say things to respond with some kind of some kind of level of generalized anger that alienates you from people you used to have good relationships with regardless of how they live and what you what you may you know what what, what may be different for your life than theirs they want people to respond to a number of issues with a generalized sense of revulsion and anger and uh, insensitive in, just insensitive thoughts, so that you are further alienated from people that they are trying to claim for only their own.
1: Unbelievable. So Unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's
2: it's 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 absolute sick. It's sick that this comes from the uh, this comes from the White House. This uh, this, well, this psycho stewardess up there.
1: That's not the only thing coming from the White House. I shared uh, some documentation by um, a thread that was done about how this is actually policy for the country now um medically necessary procedures is the new destroying the country i mean it's i'll I'll put the thread in the show notes let me just make a note to remind myself because it's really actually very telling um hold on thread Foya. um so just real quick a massive thank you down um in the rumble chat to critter 64 thank you so much Uh, we appreciate you as well it's very very kind of you um So BlackRock, BlackRock owns 15.1% of Fox News now. They apparently allegedly own some of Dominion. Uh, But putting that aside, this had nothing to do with Dominion. Likely, um, it had more to do with BlackRock and Tucker Carlson's diametrically opposed views to everything BlackRock is trying to accomplish, Uh, ESG. Um, environmental, social, uh, government, governance, um, the Ukraine war, calling Zelensky a dictator instead of propping him up. You know, Zelensky came out and said how great BlackRock is and all these com- companies that are investing and whatever. This and the ADL called for Tucker's removal as well. BlackRock is also one of the um, one of the largest holders in pharmaceutical companies, and Tucker Carlson's been calling out pharmaceutical companies not to go off topic but my husband sent this to me this morning and I almost lost it it's Joe Biden hold on and he said something absolutely ridiculous and I'm hoping that hold on here it is you ready listen to this you're gonna lose your shit excuse my French damn it I was really trying to go a whole show without a curse. I did it Monday. Okay, here we go.
0: Well, we finally beat Big Pharma.
2: I remember that. <laughs>
0: They're still going to do very well. But we got it done, to my surprise, without a single Republican vote.
1: I don't know where the hell these guys, heck, where these guys live. Well, when was that?
2: That was last year.
1: That was last year.
2: Well, we when he said we finally beat Pharma, which was hilarious screaming about Pharma, and uh and it was right I think it right it was right before or right after we got the numbers that um Pfizer had made 100 billion dollars in 2021 or 2022 one-tenth of a trillion dollars and people were still still fighting for employment combating uh, uh you know being being um you know fighting against vaccine mandates from the military on down into the private sector or yeah i mean it's it's just incredible it's it's incredible the that he beat- ever had the balls of saying that
1: is that that's beating big pharma that's that's this is why we, we lose everything. <laughs>
2: we made, yeah, we we beat Big Pharma. We made one company one-tenth of a trillion dollars in a single year. They, the government, yes. made one company one-tenth of a trillion dollars in a year. But we beat Big Pharma.
1: Um, didn't Justin Trudeau just say... That he never mandated anybody to take the vaccine?
2: Uh, I don't know. I have not heard.
1: I, I had this on my list of things to look into because there's clips about this going on, going off all over the place that Justin Trudeau is now sitting up there saying, we never made anybody take this vaccine. I wouldn't
2: be surprised. I, mean, it's like, I wouldn't a, be su-
1: Revisionist history.
2: Oh, they're going to have to re- rewrite a lot of history along the way. Um, I I mean, they're going to be doing it in vain because, of course, we have every conversation they ever had in public on tape. Uh, That's just the way it is across the board. So um, I I guess it didn't work out as – I don't know.
1: I mean, I think Viva Frey – Fry, Frey? I'm not sure how he says his name. He did a whole compilation of Justin Trudeau basically – demanding. I mean, he seized people's bank accounts when the truckers were up in in Ontario. (laughs) He had the government seize people's bank accounts who donated to help them. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big issue. So there's that. Um, but let's go quickly into this, this, um, Fauci attended a big pharma conference at the Breakers in Palm Beach yesterday with a full security detail. Okay. I wonder
2: if it was provided to him by the government or if he's uh if he's using some of the blood money he's made off of Remdesivir to um S-
1: Speaking of which hire- Kennedy has gone after him the past couple days on Remdesivir. Um he used it during HIV, we all know this. And he, he knew that it was gonna kill people and he did it anyway. For 20% of the global deaths from, quote, COVID. There was a space the other day where it was Jordan Sachel and Kim.com and another person who had done the first um, release of the Twitter, the Fauci Twitter files, which there are more coming. But in the space, they were arguing, um, Kim.com was saying that the, the COVID virus was like super deadly, killed people all over the world. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. And Jordan was basically saying the government's reaction to it was the psyop, not the actual virus. Right? The way the government overreacted to COVID was the actual problem. The treatment, I would, I would argue, we don't, we will never have an accurate quote, fatality rate or, um, whatever from COVID. We'll never have one because remdesivir deaths were labeled COVID deaths. People who had organ failure from remdesivir. Which was the protocol that you must stick to in every hospital in this country. We had 20% of the quote COVID deaths, but we were the only ones really doling out remdesivir at the levels that we were. Anyway, I still can't, we're jumping all over the place. Back to Tucker. This is from Amuse Source Tucker Carlson's prior 1.6 plus month million per month contract has as much as 18 months remaining fox ceo lachlan murdoch and carlson were in the middle of negotiating an extension through 2029 when the murdochs decided to bench him instead they don't want tucker going anywhere and if they're going to force him to sit on the bench for months as they recover from his departure that's what their plan is um tucker carlson's contract was signed in february 2021 running through the 2024 2025 year as a result, he will be benched throughout most, throughout much of the presidential election, and speculation is that this was done very much on purpose. Tucker had a non-disparagement clause, so he won't be able to say much. Hopefully, he has an out, as this would be very bad for the GOP. Tucker is not a GOP fan. He's not a big fan of the Republican Party, so I don't know, whatever. Whatever. Um, both Tucker and Don Lamont have hired Brian Friedman to represent them against their networks. He represented Megyn Kelly, and given that Fox agreed to pay his full contract, he may be working to ensure Tucker is free to start something new. Um, eight sources tell... Eight sources. Not five, not four, but eight. Eight sources tell... Well,
2: and w- which is one more than several.
1: Yes. Yes. You can only say several if it's seven. <laughs> God. Um... Rolling Stone says that Fox News Top Brass has been stockpiling incriminating information on Tucker Carlson and blackmailing him. <laughs> the, the rumor mill on this thing is so off the charts.
2: Oh, God. I can't even imagine. That. You know, there are some days that I don't tweet at all. I can't even imagine the need to have to generate this crap. We have to generate something. We have to find something. Um, it's, it is beyond speculation. This just, is just like, it's, it's fan fiction.
1: Yeah, we have no idea what's going on. Like, nobody really has any idea. Any Anybody that's saying they know doesn't. I'm just saying they don't. Um, somebody in the chat here said, uh, they. one of my friend's 90-something-year-old dad was in the hospital last year with COVID and they wanted to give him randesivir. This was the same hospital where McCullough once worked. Obviously, she declined. There are a lot of people who declined remdesivir and were given it anyway.
2: They gave it to my grandmother.
1: They gave it to, um, what's his name, that does all those videos. Of, he's the one who called AOC Big Booty Latina. What's his name?
2: Alex Stein. Alex
1: Stein. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they gave it to his mom against their wishes, too. And her, his mom sadly passed away. And that's kind of what launched him into this whole thing. He's out to avenge his mom's passing. Yeah, he he
2: documented that. Yeah, he did. he video documented that. Yeah, time.
1: Yeah, I think didn't Trump get remdesivir when he was in the hospital?
2: No, Regeneron.
1: Regeneron. Okay.
2: Regeneron, which is going you know, when when Dr. McCullough was on my show uh, last, I asked him about the Regeneron stuff. What whatever happened to it? And it's just, just, I mean, it's just... um, Wasn't that
1: the monoclonals?
2: Yeah, the monoclonal antibodies.
1: They don't work anymore.
2: Oh, he didn't mention that.
1: They don't work anymore. Why not? Because the virus has mutated so much from when they made them that they're not effective against it anymore. And I guess the only thing that they can develop to be effective against new strains of COVID is the vaccine, not monoclonal antibodies that would heal somebody but the vaccine.
2: Well, I, I I didn't know. I guess I can see how that happens over time. My real thing was when it was still pretty relevant and people were looking for it, we started seeing the intentional rationing of it. We started seeing the uh the the the, the threshold to receiving it actually being in some cases race-based.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. so
2: I know when it, when it was still well sought after and probably effective Uh, they they started making sure that people had less and less access to it. At this point, a couple of years later, then yeah, I I can see how anything would become uh, uh, less effective as something mutates.
1: Yeah, you know, I I believe everybody's going to get mad at me for saying this, but it's true. Ron DeSantis was the first governor to open up monoclonal antibodies to everybody and actually talk about them and make it a point to talk about them. Um, And then that's when they started attacking the monoclonals because people were getting their hands on them and getting better and they didn't want that to be happening um okay there was a twitter files that came out and i wanted to just go over this quickly because we shouldn't technically we shouldn't be here frank because there has been such a global powerful multi-million, hundreds of millions, if not a billion dollar push to get rid of rid of people like me and you so that we can't talk about truthful things with the American people or anyone who's listening. And we're still here, by the grace of God, talking about these things. And if that's a testament to how successful we have been so far at pushback on this. There were a whole bunch of journalists, the Pentagon, all the social media companies. Everyone got together to do a round table or a, um, I don't know what you're going to call it, like a tabletop exercise. Remember how Time Magazine folks all got together to do the tabletop exercise about making sure the election went the right way? Yes. The Time Magazine piece that we were all like, are they seriously just admitting this? Well, Yeah,
2: the the fortification piece.
1: Yeah, they did the same thing with the Hunter Biden laptop and Burisma story. So you get all the, you call up the Washington Post if you're the intelligence community and you say, hey, Washington Post reporters, come on over. New York Times reporters, come on over. We're going to sit down and game out. What would happen if somehow... This big story about Barisma and, and the laptop and blah, blah, blah gets at, not the laptop. They didn't mention the laptop, but it was looped in, gets out to the public. How do we handle the press coverage to make it most favorable to our interests? Not, if I was invited to one of these freaking things as a journalist and walked in and this is what the discussion was, not only would I walk out. I would be screaming through a megaphone what everybody was doing in the room when I left. This is disgusting. So they sit down and they have this big tabletop exercise about how to correctly cover this to make sure it doesn't hurt their preferred uh, puppet. And then they were off by a couple of days on some things. And they're joking around with each other. Like the Pentagon is joking around with reporters. And reporters, are t- I'm like, is this seriously happening like... The 50 former Intel official letter was part of this. Yeah. Talk about impacting elections. So my question is, what are they going to do in 2024 when they don't have... You could say what you want about Twitter, how it's used in social context. Most, A lot of the sway and things that go on are in politics and news on Twitter. How are they going to handle 2024 with Elon Musk... Tossing around that he might host debates for pre- presidential candidates.
2: Yeah. Now Twitter. I, I forget when the, the Twitter was officially in his in his hands in November. Last November. No. Okay. No. It was short.
1: When was it? It w- if it was November, it was like literally either right as the election was starting or right after. It wasn't. It wasn't enough time. I was really
2: written- they still hadn't even fired all the FBI lawyers yet. Right,
1: right, I was reinstated to Twitter a little bit in December at some point. So yeah, like they hadn't fired all the, and then it goes on. Like there's two threads here. I'm barely scratching the surface, but guys, listen to me. And and Schellenberger and Taibbi and Greenwald and all of them are starting to feel this really seriously now. The legacy, meet the corporate media is not media. You, you might know this. You probably do. They're, they're an arm of the unelected intelligence bureaucracy that is the one orchestrating conflicts around the world and sending all of your tax dollars to Ukraine and arresting innocent Americans and following them around on planes and weaponizing the DOJ. And that's who they're on the payroll of, payroll of those bureaucracies. Mm. They work for them. They're not journalists. They don't care about the truth. They don't care. As a matter of fact, they're happy to be on the payroll of these of these plate They're happy. There is no journalism anymore from a corporate sense. Like they did some big expose the other day. I have to read it on Natasha Bertrand. She's about one- what? Like her ties and who she's colluding around with and all kinds of stuff. I have to find it. Mm. But she was like the main Spygate journalist. Anytime they had a story that they wanted to get out on Spygate, they came and uh, went to Natasha Bertrand and she would leak it out for them. Sources tell me.
2: Oh, the, the 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 Spygate journalists were the worst. Were the worst. Especially when we were in the middle of it and uh, like the Apple bombs and the um who's the other one all the yahoo all the yahoo uh uh idiots they, they're they doing a lot of leaking and and um i don't know feedback looping of yes. information through uh, yahoo and
1: yeah and then they would take that information and they would put it in fisa warrants and spy on american citizens it was really a symbiotic relationship frank i know this is this is why they're here this is what they do the only reason why they're here. Actually. So
2: what do you think about uh d- do you think that this last night I last night I, I put myself through the torture of watching like two out of three minutes of the Joe Biden announcing video? Oh, I didn't watch and... it. Well, anyway, I, I I was I was reading something from what's his name? Uh Huntsler, and he was talking about how he can guarantee that joe biden is not going to make it past independence day that either what is going on with the exposing of his his family through biden of through hunter or through i mean i I don't see how anybody's taken down with the with ukraine and they were all just exposed for having having concocted a war out of nowhere and then lying to the country over and over again and killing so many ukrainians so far so I don't think they're going to be taken down with that. They don't care about being exposed. They just keep walking. Um, do you think that there's any way, shape, or form that he doesn't run again and is pushed past the finish line? Do you think that they're, they are going to finally use the, uh, the, the the medical excuse to get him out? Is he too much of a liability? Or do they like the fact that the wheels are falling off of this guy and, and they could they could invest so so much into such a disposable person?
1: I, I really don't know at this point. Frank, it's so many moving parts and pieces. They could easily get rid of him if they wanted to. And if they did get rid of him, we would be stuck with this real quick. Listen.
0: So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in
2: time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist in our present
0: and to be able to contextualize it to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future
2: oh my gosh how many words was that that was oh my gosh she said nothing. That was like listening to Michael Scott.
1: Michael? It, sounds, it sounds
2: like it's something a speech that Michael Scott would give from The Office.
1: I I don't know. That is, and he's running with her again. Wow. What is what is this? What what? what? I don't know what they're going to do with Joe. I mean, he's he's very useful in that he's first of all he's not debating. And there's like a little bit of a controversy going on. I have an unpopular to the to the main group opinion on what Trump had said about the debates yesterday. Um, but he's not debating. So they don't have to worry about him screwing up on a debate stage or how they're going to pipe the volume loud enough in his ear that no one else hears it to tell him what to say. Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. I, I have no idea. Um, I do want to touch quickly before we leave today on King Randall, because we talked about it on Monday and didn't get a chance to go over any of this. And we've got about 10 minutes left. If you guys don't know who King Randall is, he is a 23 year old now who opened, he's from Albany, Georgia, and he opened up a school for African-American boys to teach them life skills and family values and you know, how to take care of themselves and how to fix cars and how to build houses and how to, you know, grow plants and food and all kinds of stuff like that. It, Albany, Georgia has one of the highest crime and poverty rates in the nation. And King Randall was like, I'm going to do something about this. And he did. And he's under attack right now by the reparations movement. Saying that because I guess because he accepts donations, because it's not government. He's a conservative. He's a Christian conservative. He, he doesn't accept donations. Um, he doesn't accept money from the government or the state to do this. It's all privately funded donations from like people and stuff. Tuition is free for all the boys that attend. They have a summer camp and a school. Um, and he's getting attacked by the people that are in favor of reparations because he is, I guess, taking money from a white supremacists to do what he's doing. And he's fighting back against it. And this has been going on for a couple of days now. And I have some clips of him for everyone to listen to because this is a young man who is extraordinary. We've written a couple stories about him, Michelle Edwards for Uncover DC, because I caught this a year and a half ago and said, wow, this is incredible. Um, Here, listen to this.
3: And I was asking the boys, I said, man, I said, imagine a former slave having a better vocabulary than you. Mm -hmm. And they were like, whoa. And it was just like, that made me feel some type of way. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make me feel some type of way. It makes me want to do better. Because I'm like, how can a former slave, you know, have a better vocabulary than me? He writes better than me. He, I mean, he he grew up and didn't know how to read or write. He taught himself. So for us not to be able to know how to read and not be able to do these simple things, we have YouTube and all that. Imagine if they had YouTube or textbooks and things like that. They'd be so much further.
1: He he he's teaching these young boys who come from many times broken families how to do the right thing. And here's a little bit. We'll play a little bit of his response to all the people that are attacking him. And he's been on the war path the past couple of days. And rightfully so. Let's listen to a couple of minutes of this.
3: Negroes is mad. I gave a Malcolm X quote and people thrashing me for the quote like I said it. I gave you a verbatim quote from Malcolm X About how we could do better for our communities And here y'all go telling me About what white people have done in the past And all that stuff like that Like it ain't 2023 right now So I'm going to play the clip for y'all myself so Because y'all swear I, I, I just made it up or something Oh Malcolm didn't say that
0: If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes And no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes in no education and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man 100 years ago, and today the black man, according to the government economists, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending 20 billion dollars a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind. He's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he he himself set
3: up. Insane. But I'm 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 wrong because the quote resembles today in my opinion sure we have stuff that we've tried to do in the past that don't mean stop who said i was scared i opened the school i ain't seen no white people come burn it down yet i've been waiting on them to come burn it down actually the only people that's been trying to burn it down is the black folk and all these excuses y'all got well we did we tried and we tried y'all ain't trying nothing now y'all sitting up here typing that's what you're doing kids in the neighborhood can't read you won't go take none of them to go mentor them and go read with them during the week you got kids next door to you right now that can't read what's stopping you from going knock on the door and make friends with their parents and reading with them every day and, and figuring things out and, and trying to mentor them and, and help them. If everybody in their community, at least one person in everybody in their communities could try to do something. If every man was responsible for at least one child that's not his, we would be further. But no, y'all got all this energy to come type under my Instagram comments about how I'm leaving out history. And we, we burnt, got this burned down and that burned down. Bro, go do something now. Period. Y'all so scared. Y'all defeated before y'all even start. Listening to y'all, I would never do nothing either. Y'all are nuts. I'm glad I never listened to y'all. Because these black children that are, that are being successful right now and whose moms are being helped right now would never be helped listening to folk like y'all. Oh, don't, you better not start no school because white folks just going to burn it down. And then y'all made being pro-black just opposition to white folks now. Like, if anybody white agree with anything you say, then you a coon. Like bro, like your your ideas aren't universally all black people gonna agree. No, bro, everybody's not gonna agree with everything you say. Some white people are gonna like what you say. It just is the game. Pro black is not anti white. That just means you want black people to succeed.
1: It goes on for like another three. It's brilliant. He's just brilliant.
2: Yeah, he's been doing this. I I remember the first time I had him on the show. It's because I found I saw this article and he was at that time probably just. 19 barely turning 20 mm-hmm. maybe and and it was just all these these young black boys that were that were dressed up in suits on some days going to church together then they were they're all working out together they're building you know they're they're clearing land and 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 starting to to grow uh you know the, the plant seedlings and stuff like that and and th- this is the reason why a Martin Luther King Jr. has a bunch of flowery quotes out there, but I don't get choked up over that guy. He's a forced integrationist. He's a communist. Malcolm X, if you want to learn about anybody who had a a good idea about what was going on and what real action is, it's not not forcing people to invest in you. It's about taking account of what you have and going out there and being independent. And over time, you will find that Things will change just because there's not going to be any resentment of overwhelming government action there. Why would you have your your enemies teach your children? I mean, hey, what Randall is talking about right there is uh, of, of getting all that uh, that pushback from other black people who are saying, why are you even doing this? The white people are only going to burn it down, which it's not going to happen. No, it's there are not. no white people running around looking to burn down but it's 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 just it's not happening in 2023. But what it is a result of is our once again military intelligence creating the the uh, the upgraded version of psychological warfare, mind war. Mind war is to defeat an enemy before they even consider even fighting. In this case, fighting is just opening up a business, starting a family, getting married, going to church, and 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 leading a decent life. They want people to not even consider that that might be a way forward. They want them to instead go out into the streets and be violent and to be uh, uh, suspicious of everybody around you and to look at the world through the lens of race and everything else. So it's all psychological operations. And I love when people like, uh, when King uh, just, you know, they, they break away from that matrix. It's, it's an incredible thing. So yeah, start. Start uh, studying Malcolm X, a lot more Malcolm X and a lot less Martin Luther King. Uh, There's a reason why he's so uh, highly promoted by our government.
1: We can listen to another minute of this and then end. Um, And I'm going to put, he has an Amazon wish list. I've never met him personally. We've written about him. Michelle has interviewed him for our pieces. I've never talked to him personally, but he has an Amazon wish list for his school. And if anyone is so inclined to bless the children that are attending this school under this amazing young man you can feel free to go ahead and do so i'm not mandating it or asking you know or demanding but if you want to i'll put it in the show notes after the show's over but let's listen to another minute of this and then we'll end
3: and us succeeding is not making excuses all the dang time like we understand crap has happened let's move we have to move they want for us to sit and you 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 think white folks Mad that you were talking about history? No, they want you to keep worrying about where you used to be. They want to remind you that you got your butt with. Actual racist white people do want to remind you that. Yeah, they want you to keep remembering what they did to you so you can never go do nothing. Racist white people don't like people like me. Because I'm going to tell black folk to go do something anyway. They like people like you. That's going around telling black people they can't be successful because all white people going to do is burn it down. And you better not do nothing because white people going to stop this. And you better not do nothing because white people going to stop that. No, they like they like black people like you. They like y'all pro blackers that talk about white folks all day. They love y'all. They don't like me. Yeah, white liberals. They hate me because I'm going to tell black folk. Now nah, we finna go open this up on our own. No, nah, we're going to create warriors out of our men. Come try and burn this down if you want to. I'm teaching them about gun rights and, and how to defend themselves and, and and self-defense and martial arts and all that. They scared of that. They scared of the military-aged black man. They ain't scared of you 30 and 40-year-olds out here making a thousand excuses about why our communities ain't successful. Because of something that happened 70 years ago.
1: <laughs> I, just, I, mean, it's a, I can't say uh, that that's it's just it's amazing you yep. guys are yeah, amazing you guys have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with
2: Frankie Val on the drums and
1: Beans you can hear us every Monday Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher Apple iTunes Google Podcast iHeartRadio Spotify and RadioInfluence.com and live streaming Monday Wednesday and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble Twitter and Getter you can also make sure to check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7pm on Quite quitefrankly.tv and on Rumble. And uh, we will be back here Friday.
0: Later.